Hey guys, thanks for listening to Living in the Question. Our third co-host, Jesse, was sick for this episode, so me and Elena have a conversation about the dark night of the soul. We share our own first-hand personal experiences of our dark nights and what we've been through, and we also share a description of what that means. Um, we also talk a lot about just the heaviness of the collective pain and how much that can burden our own personal lives and if there's anything we can do about it. We try to have a conversation about the things that we can do and just the ways that we can make a difference for the collective. And it all starts with healing ourselves and going within. And so we have a conversation about that and I hope that you guys enjoy this conversation. We also uh, reference an article It's called Sacred Activism by Andrew Harvey. It is an amazing article, and if anyone um, is curious, you should definitely go and read that article. It changed both of our lives, and we talk a lot about that article and what it did for us as well. This was one of the first episodes that we recorded, so the audio quality might not be up to par as the episodes that we have out now. Um... Also, if we mention in any of the episodes that you listen to, um, previous episodes where we say something along the lines of, in the last episode, we talked about A, B, or C. Just know that going forward, the podcast should be in order, but these first couple are kind of out of order, so it might not directly reference the episode before. So I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Hello, welcome to our podcast. I'm Sadie. I'm Elena. (laughs) And we are here to hopefully help others the way that we're trying to help ourselves. Yeah, and just if anybody hears anything that resonates with them, that is what we want to do. That's the goal. That's the goal of our podcast. So what we want to do is start out with pulling a card for the collective. So we are going to pull a card. These are oracle cards. And the deck is called Oracle of the Hidden Worlds by Lucy Cavendish. So we are going to pull a card from that deck. It is one of my favorite decks. So let's just take three deep breaths. And whoever is listening, do the same. Okay. Do you want to read it, Elena? Yes, I will read it. So we pulled the fairy energy, number 17, growth, expansion, a flowering. Um, on the card, it's dark. They're in the woods. The fairy shining her light from her wand into a beautiful flower. Um, the moon shining bright, bright stars, beautiful landscape, and flowers all around in the darkness. Mm, I love that. Okay, do you want me to read this? Yep. Okay. So it says, the time has come for you to expand and come more fully into the being you can be. You are being offered the energy of opening up, of expansion, of flowering from the world of nature and the Fae who will be sending energy to you for you to drink in. This will lead to a sense of confidence and inner warmth, which will extend out from you. You will feel open and safe to share who you are. And there will be a sense of speaking more, sharing more, opening up, and expecting not so much support from the world of the humans, but support from the world of the unseen ones. These are the beings who, as they open up the life 
force within the blossoming world can also turn that energy to the humans they love, of whom you are one. So the beauty you now share with the world will change the world. You will offer something kind, something loving, and something true. The world about you will blossom in return, and this feeling will extend into the people who are around you. Mm. There will be a time of love, a time of caring, a time when people are drawn to the radiance and beauty of your soul, which shines into the world. This gift is from the fairy, but the love and blossoming you experience is simply what was meant to unfold from within you. The fae do this without expectation for you, as you are like a human flower to them. Thank them and care for the natural world in return, and this exchange of energy will flow on and on, for it is drawn from an infinite source of love. Mm. So there's a little illumination, kind of just a little mantra to keep in mind. It says, open up like a flower, for you have so much beauty to show the world. Oh, see, that is so, that's such a synchronicity for me yeah. for today and just in general lately. It's kind of mm. crazy. Yeah. But like a fairy shining her light and her power into this flower, that's essentially what we're trying to do for other people. I was just going to say, this is explaining exactly what we want to do with this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, we want our own healing journeys and our own, you know, path of awakening to, you know, light light up other people mm-hmm. so that people know that there is a way to do this, you know, to heal and awaken and I don't know. Well, because it does. Yeah. It spider webs out. Like, yeah. your healing's going to, there's going to be people in your life, your family, your friends who get around you and they feel your energy and they want to know more about it. Yeah. And you're basically just a walking example of, you know what I mean? Right. The way that I see it is there's like different levels. Mm-hmm. So I've met certain people in my life, like you, for instance, who I feel is like a few levels up from me, not necessarily meaning like better, yeah. but you're just further along in the healing process. Like right. your shattering was before mine. Your first right. awakening was before mine. Your first breakthrough was before mine. And so right. it's like, I can talk to you about these things because you're like, Oh my God, I've been there. Uh-huh. Just wait. Like, right. You know what I mean? And you know what's coming. Right. For me. Right. But still, because I have been through those things, that doesn't mean, you know, I'm any better or I'm any more healed than you are because also everyone has their own healing journey and we each awaken to things on our own time and heal through our own wounds and past traumas and all the shit in our own time, you know? Well, our soul has its own journey. Right. Its own mission. Mm. I really believe that we're all here for one specific reason and purpose. Mm. Whether you know what that is or not, that's kind of the goal of being here. Right. But I feel like some people come here, they don't really know what their purpose is the whole time. And maybe their souls are just on a different level than ours are. Right. You know? Right. Or they're just not ready. They're They're not not ready ready to open up to all of what life has to offer because it is a lot. It's scary. Right. It can be really freaking scary and intimidating Mm. and just the unknown. I mean, the unknown is scary, but when you get into the unknown of the spiritual world, it's terrifying. Well, I think that's a perfect segue into what our topic is today. Our topic is going to be about the dark night of the soul. So I'm just going to read. That sounds really, really scary. First (laughs) off, let's just say hearing the dark night of the soul is like, holy shit. Like, what what is is that? that? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I looked up a little definition of it and I'm just going to read what the definition says. 
So it says, The dark night of the soul is a stage in personal development when a person undergoes a difficult and significant transition to a deeper perception of life and their place in it. So, I really loved this description. And also, we chose this topic today because me and Elena, in our own ways, have been going through our own dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, we can kind of talk about... I want to hear how you got into experience. Yours. What was your been. first experience like? Honestly, I can't even pinpoint my first experience with the dark night of the soul. I feel like I've been through it a couple different times. Like That's the other thing. Yeah. It's, so There's a dark night of the soul for every single level up. Right. I feel like. Yeah. And it hurts every time. Yes. Because you have to experience the dark to level up into more light. Mm-hmm. I totally believe that. And I've also experienced that. So my first one, if I can think back, um, I've been doing this healing work for probably like four-ish years. And I think, uh, I don't know, it's hard to pinpoint. But when I was very first starting into this healing work, I have a healer. You guys will hear me reference him, I'm sure, a lot. His name is Tim. Hi, Tim. (laughs) Shout out, Tim. Tim. Shout out. (laughs) But... So I started doing healings with Tim and basically what healings are is it's just like a therapy session and that really just started to open me up to a lot of pain that I had, you know, really suppressed and that was really deep within my being that I had never fully let be there. Like I never fully recognized that, holy shit, I'm still holding on to all of this pain. So honestly, when you very first start down your healing journey, I think a lot of pain comes to light because you've been holding all of that in for so long and now it's like, it's all right here in front of you to look at. And it's a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that when I started going through that, I was actually married, unhappily married, and yeah, all of that started coming up in my face. And so I kind of started going through this deep depression where I didn't know what was real anymore. Like, I didn't know if my feelings for my ex were real. I didn't know, you know, like if I was in the wrong for even getting married or if this was just all in my head and I was stuck in this place of what is real and how do I really feel and I got into a really dark depression during all of that. So I think that was the very first time that I kind of went through it. But, you know, along with my healer, Tim, like he really helped me to face everything head on and allow it all to be there. As dark as it was and as heavy as it was, he was always encouraging me to just let it be there and feel it and let it pass through you. And that really helped me to not get stuck in the darkness. And I think that's a part of this too, right? Is like feeling all your emotions, like allowing those dark feelings to be there as uncomfortable as they are will in turn lead you to lighter times. And I totally believe that. And I have gotten there. Like since all of that darkness kind of passed, like I got through it with Tim, you know, with the help of my healer. And I also think that's why it's very important to have people that you can talk to about this stuff that understand, you know, like you, Elena, like I love having you to talk to about this stuff because I don't have a lot of people, you know, to talk to. So yeah. I think it's really good to have that support. But anyway, I think that was the first time that I kind of went through it. And then I can talk about what's been going on recently, but I want you to share when was the first time that you remember going through it. So for me, it wasn't necessarily like my, I mean, my first experience into the whole spiritual realm of things wasn't like 
it wasn't negative. Like, I didn't have to go into the depths of hell to feel it. Mine was, I just felt this intense pull one day when I went up Provo Canyon in the mountains. And I was like, what in the hell is this? I, I think the best way to word it would be, I just realized how small I was in that moment. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize, like... Growing up, you see the mountains, but I guess you kind of see them in a 2D way. When you get into the mountains and you grow up and you realize, holy shit, those are actually real and they're there. It's not a painting. You know what I mean? This isn't a box that we live in. Like, they're there and they're real and they're big. And they, instead of making me nervous, well, I guess they did make me a little bit nervous at first. I remember stepping over this hump of like, you know what? It's not nerves that I need to have. It's safety like these mountains are making me feel safe and I can't even explain this pole feeling yeah but the fact that other people are using it like Ram Dass for instance like the pole it's a real freaking thing yeah and then I hung out with you a few weeks later and me and you were standing on your front porch in Mm -hmm. PG and I we were just looking at the mountains and I looked over at you and I saw the way you were looking at them and I knew I was like you feel the pole and you were like oh yeah hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah it's this energy that they put off that's just like I want to be a part of that I want that to be a part of me it's like this wholeness this like yeah they're in me they wanted me to be them and they're in me and it sounds so freaking weird and woo woo (laughs) I tell people about it they think I'm a complete freak but when I talked to you and Aaron about it, you guys were just telling me, like, you are just barely stepping in. You have no idea what's, what's about to happen to you. Yeah. And I didn't. Yeah. Then I became this spiritual freak where every family event, I was getting deep and going places in the conversations. And my family was like, oh, here goes Elena on a tangent. Yep, <laughs> it's Elena again. Like, you know what I mean? Calling yeah. me weird and... I mean, we laughed about it. I was never really offended, but it was just like, God, you guys just don't get it yet. Like, you'll get it when you feel that chill down your spine or, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, I told my sister that today. I was like, she called me and telling me about, um, I guess I can get into my recent dark night. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So, and it's dark and heavy and I'm still a little terrified of it but today I'm coming out of it Mm. um I recently experienced a dark night I mean this past year has been crazy for all of us yes last year was horrible COVID 2020 mandates couldn't go out everybody was being secluded and I mean obviously there's like deeper reasons for that which I won't even get into but I could I just felt this heavy ass evil dark energy and I know that it's there and just the world as a whole right now there's a darkness here and I know everyone can feel it I mean think about it everybody's driving insanely fast on the freeway cutting everybody off people are mean to you at the grocery store but you know what I mean no one has compassion for anyone anymore everybody's living angry it's like what we went through last year brought up a lot of shit for people it's like everyone it's so in their face like I that gave me the chills earlier yeah that gave me the chills everyone was stuck with their own shit when they were stuck in their house right which was the blessing of it however there's an evil presence here on the earth right now yeah it's going downhill I see it I started to see it when I first had kids and I just see it just plummeting and it's just getting worse yeah And the past few weeks, that's really freaking scared me. 
Yeah. Just cert- I'm just overly sensitive to certain things I see on the TV. I'm always seeing like symbols of things. I can see past like kids shows when they're overly sexual in secretive ways and things like that, you know. And it's just been so heavy on my heart lately. Mm-hmm. I've been feeling the earth's pain by all of like the greenhouse gas issues and the climate change and the heating of the earth like I can feel her pain yeah and it scared the shit out of me yeah it's heavy and then what really pushed me over the edge and I even hate to bring it up because I'm finally stepping out of it but was the Travis Scott concert in Houston did you hear about that no oh my god I'm not gonna get too into it but Eight people died at his concert Was this, just this past Friday. Oh, my gosh. And it is, it was because the crowd was surging. It was a two-hour concert. But eight people died, like, young, like, young, as young as 14 oh to 27 years old. Eight people at one oh. concert. Like, that's unacceptable. But when you research it and you realize that, like, his stage looks and resembles a portal to hell... The hands, with the shirt he was wearing. There's so many things that just resemble the dark, devil. Mm, the misses felt. Yeah. Yes. Like, that just gave me the chills when you said that. Yeah. It scared the absolute shit out of me. And I was like, all of these innocent people, you know? And so many people are canceling him on Instagram and stuff. And canceling his girlfriend, Kylie Jenner. And yeah. saying, like, you guys are murderers. Like, you guys knew what was happening. There was ambulances driving through the crowd to get to these people. And he wasn't stopping the concert. Yeah. Like, people lost their lives. Yeah. Parents lost their kids. Siblings lost their siblings. Like, right. it's unacceptable. Yeah. It's but his stage and his whole setup was so evil. And you'll never convince me otherwise. If you're questioning it, look it up. Don't watch the videos. Like, it's just terrifying. Yeah. And that sent me into a spiral, and I just could not figure out why I couldn't get out of that spiral. Yeah. I couldn't sleep at night. I was having scary dreams, just like you were having a few weeks ago. Yeah. That's the one thing when you get into spirituality. Like, there's so much light, but there's also, right at the other end of the spectrum, there's so much dark. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have to overcome that dark. Yeah. And I knew that, so I walked myself through it, but I was terrified. Yeah. And that terror is real. It's you know? scary. It's like, not just something that you're like, oh, I'm scared. Like, you feel it. And you, you have to feel it to get through it. That's the hardest part. I wanted to run. Yeah. I literally, I wanted to run. I wanted to turn it off. I just cried. Like, yeah. when I got really nervous and scared in my own house, I would just look at my girls and play with them and kind of go into this like imaginative world with my kids and Mm -hmm. play their little dolls and plushies in the tub and Mm -hmm. you know like try to escape it but I realized I couldn't escape it and that I have to accept the fact that all that evil like the devil's work is here right now Mm. and while it's so freaking dark we're here to be the light yeah I want to reference an article that we actually just read that's um, what brought me out of it. So yes. You Tim, sent me that article. and perfect time. I sobbed over that. Did you finish uh, it? Yes, I did today. It's so good. So for anybody out there that wants to know, it really just talks about how there is a lot of dark in the world. So when you're stuck in that place of all the darkness in the world and, you know, what are we going to do? Like... 
there's no way out of this. Like, reading this article just, oh my gosh, brought mm-hmm. so much light to the situation that we're in. And it's called Sacred Activism by Andrew Harvey. So, it's just a piece of writing that's taken from a lecture that he did. But the way they talk about it is just so enlightening and just really, like, brings, I don't know, peace to such a dark situation. And this this lecture that you read starts out dark. I wanted to stop halfway through because it did send me further into my spiral. But Sadie specifically said in the text, read it the whole way through. Mm -hmm. Because Tim told her the same thing. You have to read it to the end. And the beautiful thing about that is it does tell you how dark it is, but in the end, he also tells you how much light there is Mm -hmm. and how we are the change. And he gives us the steps to take to be the change that the earth needs to create the new loving earth that pushes the evil out. And it is so simple. That's what I love about it. Like the steps she says, there's five steps. It really is like things we can do every day by just like... You know, okay, let me read you this little excerpt from it because I screenshotted this. Please do. So it says, these five forms of service are, I believe, the following. The first service is to the divine. Whatever state you are in, however afflicted, however depressed, however paralyzed by despair and heartbreak, however diminished in energy, however physically exhausted, keep turning to the beloved in faith, in trust, and in deep surrender. Keep praising the glory of the name. Keep honoring the sacred. Keep pouring out your heart, even when you cannot feel your heart and cannot feel the heart. Keep pouring out your heart to the heart hidden in darkness. You will discover that if you do this, if you keep praying, if you keep saying the name, if you keep doing the practice of Tonglen, if you keep allowing the golden light to come into you through sacred practice, even when you feel or even when you can't feel anything, even when you're tempted not to believe, even when you believe that even if you were transformed, nothing would be transformed, even when you see that the world is burning and cannot believe that anything can put out those fires, even then, keep praising, keep doing the practices, keep believing, because you'll come to understand viscerally that what you're being born into through the practices is a dimension of truth that has far more power than the darkness that you've been habituated to than the darkness that is everywhere spreading around you. But don't believe me. Don't take this as truth because someone you love and respect is saying this to you. That wouldn't be helpful, and that wouldn't help. You keep praising the divine, keep loving the divine, keep honoring the divine, whatever happens in whatever state you are in, and you will experience yourself how in dreams you'll suddenly be given new instructions, how you'll suddenly meet people who give you access to new forms of wisdom that will start to heal you. How you will suddenly have, in the middle of chaos and pain, the sense of peace that will introduce you slowly to the beginnings of your divine self. All of these phenomena that will be like lights guiding you to the truth of the unimaginable truth. The truth of transfiguration will appear to you if you remain adamant in your service of the divine. See, and in the end gives you the steps in order to do that. Yes. And the divine is basically your true self, your heart. Right. So I think the first step was to honor your heart every single day. Make your heart and your connection to yourself your number one priority above all other things. Right. That's the one thing. Another one of them was take care of yourself physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. Yeah. Like, all of these things, 
the five steps that he gives were not hard things like go get a diploma and yeah. teach all these things <laughs> and set your class down and da 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 da. It was take care of yourself basically. Yeah. And then pour that love that you're giving to yourself outward with compassion and you right. know to try to help heal other people and help them see their beautiful side and right. live a multi-dimensional life where you can see every single perspective of every person. If someone cuts you off in traffic, don't flip them off when you drive by because that might send that person into the barrier with yeah. heartache. And you don't you know? know what people are going through either. We have no idea what yeah. someone is going through. Yeah. No clue at all. Like, and that's, that's what I want out of this podcast mm. is I want us to help people in that beautiful way so that you guys in turn can help all the people in your circle in that same way. Mm. And then they can do the same thing. And mm. if we keep doing this and spreading this love... This is what's going to create the new earth. Yes. Light always wins. But it's going to get super dark here. And we just have to make sure that when it does get dark, we know, okay, I'm going to come out of this. I got to do my things today. I got to take care of myself. Okay, what's going to make me feel the best? If I get up and stretch, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to drink a glass of water and I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to feel my heartbeat. Mm. Like just small, simple things Mm. to stay centered. Yes. Because it's hard. It's so hard. And I think that, like, really helps to think about taking small steps. Because me personally, when I started this, and even now, like, I get in these moments of, holy shit, there's so much that I need to do to change. And there's so much that I need to be doing and that I should be doing. And I get in this spiral of, oh my gosh, it's so much that I'm not even going to do any of it. So it really has helped me a lot to break it down and be like, okay, what is one small thing I can do every day, you know, to make my day better or my life easier or to start on my healing journey? Like, what what is one small thing I can do? And for me, that literally is, like, lately I've been reading books at night. Like, I haven't read for a really long time, but that little thing has helped me a lot just to be able to, you know, take in some knowledge and... Do something good for myself. Instead of watching TV at night, I've been switching that one small practice to read a book. Even if it's for 10 minutes. It's literally made a world of a difference in the way that I feel and the way I think about myself. And, you know, I think it really helps. That's the win. Yeah. We see goals as seeing an end result. Right. It's like, oh, next year I'll be A, B, C, or D. It's like, no, the goal isn't next year. The goal is right this second. What are you doing right now to help you right now? Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Stay right now. Yeah. It doesn't have to be so big. No, mm-hmm. it doesn't. And there is no end goal. There's no right. end to awakening. There's right. no end. There's really no enlightenment. Mm. You just level up and level up and level up and level up. And maybe one day our souls will be enlightened. Mm. I don't know for sure. Yeah. But I know we're constantly a work in progress. Something like, that I can say just from personal experience, like, I feel like, Each time I allow myself to feel and, you know, go through whatever emotions are coming up and just allow myself to be present in whatever's showing up, even though there's still sadness and there's still hard times, those hard times, each time you allow yourself to feel them, get lighter and lighter and lighter. Then, you know, like lately I've been to a point where, like, even other people's emotion really used to affect me. Like... 
I'm the type of person that sucks in energy all day, every day. Like, I don't know if that's an empath. I think that's what they call it, you know, an empath. That's me. I feel you. I feel you. Me and you both relate on that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I've been that type of person where I suck in everyone's energy and someone's having a hard day and then all of a sudden I'm having a hard day because I sucked all that in. But I feel like as I've allowed myself to feel into my emotions regardless of what the emotion is, And being present with whatever is coming up for me, that has allowed me to in turn be more compassionate with other people's emotions and not suck them in because I'm aware of what's going on and I'm being present with them. You know, this also bleeds like bleeds into the topic of attachment. Like you don't want to attach to your emotions when you feel them. You know, we all do. We're human. It's going to happen. We're going to feel that attachment starting. But if you can just be aware of not attaching to the sad feelings, you know, allow yourself to feel sad. And instead of, we all do this when you feel sad, it's like, oh, well, I just, I'm going to do more sad things that make me more sad because I feel sad. sad. Or I'm sad because of this. I'm sad because of that. There's so many things to be sad about. This person said this or the world's this. Right. There's nothing good in my life. Like you you attach thoughts to it. Right. You go down this whole spiral of, you know, how you think you feel. When in reality, if you brought yourself back to that initial feeling of feeling sad, you can just let that sadness be, feel it, and let it go. Yep. You know, that non-attachment to those feelings makes a huge difference. But it's a it's a practice. Oh, it's a practice every single day. You and know? you can be so good at it one day and be like, okay, I got this down. And then the next morning wake up yeah. and spiral. And you're like, what the hell? I had it yesterday. Why am I so far today? Right. And I know I can get back. I know how. I know that I've been there. But how do I get there? Yeah. And it's just it's like, like pull me back. It is. It's so frustrating. But I think that's just having compassion for yourself, you know? Just realizing that we're all human and you're gonna get stuck in certain cycles and you're gonna be sad and you're gonna fall into the the depression, you know. We all do. Even the highest of spiritual people, they do that too, you know? We're that's, all human and it happens. That's the way I pulled myself out of this one. Yeah. I didn't actually, I can't say I pulled myself out. I really didn't. Yeah. I was in it. I was in it for a solid two weeks. Yeah. And I was feeling hopeless and I was terrified for the earth and yeah. I was terrified for all of those people at that concert and Ugh. just, it just made me think of all their families and just them and like, yeah. you know what I mean? And I kind of just started obsessing over the thoughts and overly researching it and just making myself like I guess I could consider those attachments to my sadness I was kind of feeding into it yeah and then this morning I said to myself okay I'm gonna pull a card I want to feel better today Mm. and I pulled the nine of swords Mm. and it it literally said on there you can't sleep at night because of your dark thoughts but Mm. you have to realize that the more seeds you plant into those dark thoughts the more attachment Mm. you have to them the bigger the tree is going to grow. So mm. you need to stop. Mm. And in that moment, I was like, oh my God, Kay, I need to stop researching all of this. I need yeah. to stop thinking about all of this. I just need to let myself be in the present moment. I'm going to be home today with my kids. I'm going to work. Yeah. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to come home and shower. And that's all I'm going to do. I don't have to hold yeah. the, the worldly weight. stuff. Yeah. I don't need that today. And that's okay. Yeah. Because me holding that isn't helping the collective. No. It's not helping yourself. You it's know? holding down my light right. that I need to share with other people so we can get out of this shitty shit that's right. happening. Exactly. Right there. But you had to allow yourself to feel it to get to that point. To get, yep. You know, if you wouldn't have went that, you know, down that deep, you probably wouldn't have felt 
that, oh my gosh, there's another way, you mm-hmm. know? Sometimes you have to get that dark to realize, but, you know, like you were saying, it is a practice. Everything is a practice, and just allowing yourself to be aware of your thoughts is the most important thing. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I love that. Me too. So I can kind of talk about, I mean, you kind of mentioned the dreams I've been having. I've also been having dark dreams, and mm-hmm. as we're talking about this, I'm like, maybe I have some little sense of darkness in me that I'm not fully recognizing because honestly I don't think there's been a specific thing that's triggered like dark thoughts or I haven't really been in a dark space but for some reason the last couple months I've been having the most fucked up dreams like like really fucked up I know what it is I made the connection do you know what it is what it's because we're doing this podcast yeah they're like Okay, so not getting too into religion. I grew up LDS, so did you. Yeah, we'll go into that on a different episodes. Yeah, we'll that's get into a lot that. of shit. <laughs> Neither one of us are active. However, we did grow up with that. We both had those beliefs at one time. Yeah. Um, whether or not they were our own, yeah, that's another episode. However, my mom always set, calls it the adversary, that there's this evil... I mean, the devil's yeah. always throwing darts at you to try to get you to fall off the path. Right. I... After what I've experienced in the past two weeks and your demonic dreams and me just feeling the intense, like, fear Mm -hmm. of the devil himself, itself, whatever the fuck it is, Mm -hmm. I feel like because we're starting this podcast, we're going to get, we're going to have the adversary, whatever you want to call it. I don't know the correct term. I wrote this down to talk about, so. No (laughs) way. You did. Chills down yes, my Holy shit, really? I wrote this down to talk about because I feel like every single time you are reaching a new level, like you're leveling up. I like to call it leveling up. In mm-hmm. any way, you know, you're feeling a little bit more connected to the universe or whatever you want to call it. God, spirit, whatever you want to call it. Like, I feel like whenever you are leveling up slightly, the darkness is going to come in. And you have to allow the darkness to be there and go through the darkness to then get to the light like we've been saying. But I feel like that's how you level up. And every single time you have something that you're going to be committing to, that, what's the word? Resistance. That's Mm -hmm. what I want to talk about. Resistance comes up. Anytime that I want to do something good for myself, I make the decision to do something good for myself. And and then all of this resistance comes up and it's like, holy shit. All the reasons why you I can't do it. it. I can't. Right. But you have to push through that resistance and just have somewhere deep down in you have this faith, I guess is the word, that it's going to work out. To pull through. Yes. There is a light. It's There's a, ne- there's yes. a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Like me in my deep shit. I right. wanted to keep researching. I wanted to keep like right. keep myself there. I did. I mean, not really, but there was a part of me that wanted yeah, to right. stay in the sadness, that's but I the knew. Humanness. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the humanness in us. Yeah. Like, we become addicted to these sad feelings of right. like trauma and, mm. you know, scarcity right. and fear, but we know there's a way out. We right. just got to start taking the initial steps to get there. Mm. That's so true. And not resisting. Yeah. You know? And talking about like the humanness too, we also can talk about that as our ego because our ego 
brings up the fear in everything. Mm-hmm. Anytime we are going to be doing something good for ourselves, our ego doesn't want change. Our ego wants to stay the same. So anytime change is about to happen, you're about to level up or things are about to shift in your life, your ego pops up and is like, wait, no, I'm uncomfortable. And that's where the fear comes in, the resistance. All of those things start flooding in. But when you have that like deep feeling that you know something is right, that that's what you pulls need to follow. you through, mm-hmm. right? That pulls you through. There's and I pull. think after you've felt that resistance more and more and you start to recognize like, oh my gosh, this resistance is coming up because I'm, you know, leveling up or I'm about to do something really good for myself. When you can just recognize it as that and not be so attached to it, like we're saying, Mm -hmm. you know, you can get right through it and things will shift. The more you see resistance, it should be a sign. Take it as a sign from the universe, our higher power that This is what you should be doing. The more resistance you feel, step into that. Hell yeah. If you're feeling resistance, that's what you should be doing. you're about to be leveling up. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right. Instead of letting it, like, tear you down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which it has. Right. That shit tore me down all through elementary, all through middle school, all through high school. (laughs) There are so many things that now if I went back through that I would have been on like all the sports teams I just didn't try out that time because what was everyone gonna think what if I suck right like you know all the fear all these fears I'm not good enough or Mm. that's I don't look like what one of them so I shouldn't be doing that or right you know just stuff like that yep that's the ego Mm -hmm. but you have to learn and look where you are now literally you have to learn and go through these things to recognize that holy shit there's another way and everything shifts you know? There's another world. Yeah, there's a whole other world out there's, there. There's another dimension. <laughs> Here we are. 100%. We get so stuck in our one frame mind of what our life looks like and our day to day and this is what we're going to do for the rest of our life and it's like, wait, when you break out of that and recognize there's so much more, holy shit. Well, when you're told <laughs> and conditioned from such a young age that this is just what you do. Yeah. It's what everybody does, so this right. is what you do too, you know. How you would do you know that. the difference? You wouldn't. Yeah. Unless we have conversations like these and someone right. hears, like hopefully all of you guys. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the other world. <laughs> We're over here. Seriously. <laughs> Trudging through it. <laughs> Come and join. Bring your mud boots. It's ugly. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. It's the God honest truth. It is so true. Yeah. But honestly, through all of the crap that I've been through and all the hard times, like, I would not change it for the world. Like, I'm such a happier person, more connected person, more present person than I ever have been in my entire life just because I'm willing to work on my stuff Mm -hmm. and heal myself and... You know, I sent Elena a text the other day that was saying, basically, when you start to heal yourself and have compassion for yourself, you know, through all the stuff that you're going through, like, that compassion starts to, or I guess the love and all the energy that you're putting into yourself, it start like, other people start to feel it, mm-hmm. you know, and other people start to want a piece of that because they feel... You know, that that beautiful energy coming off of you. And it's like, holy crap, what is she doing? Like, I want mm-hmm. a piece of that. And then they... But it's not that, like, it's not... I don't know how to explain it. It's not like they actually can sit there and think that. Yeah. It's it's an energetic It's a subtle thing. thing. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't happen that quick. It is a subtle thing. Yes. It's, you know, as you slowly start to change, people start to shift and start to... I don't know. I can't explain that either. Because yeah. I wouldn't say that, like... I mean, maybe people do. They see a person... Who has stepped in like you or I and 
say, I want to be like that. I don't, I don't know if it's that. I think it's more of just like an energetic. Yeah. What kind of vibe does this person have that I'm attracted to? I guess I can say that's how I started. Maybe that's why I'm saying that. Is because it? that's how I fell into this work is from Tim on the podcast. Oh, because you hearing, felt, but yes, you felt his energy. I felt his energy and yeah. hearing how excited and how, you know, he was experiencing this whole new way of being that I could experience too was like, oh my gosh, this, this connected you know, this connectedness, like I wanted a piece of that. And so that's why I reached out to him and, you know, started along this journey. And now I'm actually going to the school that he was in, you know, when he was doing the podcast that I listened to. And I've just kind of been on my own journey with it. But I guess that's my experience is that I felt it, you know. But yeah, you're right. It might not be that way for everyone. I actually get really, really frustrated with my family because I'm like, can't you guys see? (laughs) I'm such a happier person. So much has changed for me. Can't you guys see the... Step in. Yeah. There's a better way. And they're so... People People are just so quick to judge. And And they're afraid. Like, mm. honestly, it's the fear. Well, it's all your relationship with you. Right. You judge others because you judge yourself. Right. You're afraid to do anything. You're afraid yourself. Like, it's just... I don't know. That was a huge lesson I learned this year was... I mean, after hating my husband for, like, so long, and I I had no real reason. It was just the dog, the kids, like, just literally anything I could bitch about. And then I woke up one day, and I was like, what in the actual fuck? Like, my husband is amazing. Look at him. What have, like, what lens have I been seeing through? Yeah. And then realizing that I'm seeing him through the lens that I see myself. Mm. Oh, that's a whole other episode. Mirrors. Mir- oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and transference. That's a whole other episode. Holy no, when I realized that my relationships yeah. in my life were all a direct mirror of my own relationship with myself, right. something clicked. And all you can do is work on yourself. Yep. That always comes back to you, you know? And Working that on yourself. that clip that you... Well, the lecture that you had read a portion yeah. of, like, in the end, when he tells you the five steps to take, it's all directly related to yourself. love and compassion for yourself, mm. which then turns to compassion for others. And then he does say, get a group, like, become a group. Yeah. That's how you do it. You love yourself, love everyone else. You guys group together in friendship, you and I, cousins. Yeah. And something else is created. Yeah. Through that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to hopefully affect other people and then they'll be in the group as well and then it's just this big growing blob of people mm-hmm. that love each other and mm. want to see the best in everybody and that is what i want for our world that's that's what we need that is what we need. it's what's happening like but, it's yeah. happening all over right and even though there's all this darkness in the world there are a lot of people like waking up to mm-hmm. this way of being and i really do feel like as much darkness as there is just, you know, like we've been talking about this whole episode, there's as equal of light as equal. well. Equal, if you not know? more. Right, and there, and that is stronger, you know? There's there's so many people on this earth that really do want the best for humanity and themselves, and it all starts with yourself. Yeah. So if there's anyone out there, <laughs> you know, feeling like you want change too, you want change in your life, in your family's life, in the world's you know, in the world, in the collective, whatever that thing is, like, it all starts with yourself. And taking that one small step to do something for yourself and look within and feel 
Yep, and feel. listen to our next episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep talking about this stuff, you know, as real as it is, as hard as it is, as beautiful as it is, there will be, a, you know, a broad spectrum of things that we go through, but we want to just keep showing up as what we're going through in the moment and being present with how we feel and honoring ourselves yeah. and being compassionate towards that and right. in turn being compassionate towards others and that's that's how we heal the world. Right. We're already taking the steps. Everybody who's listening today, you're taking the step. This is a step. Because mm. I guarantee you after listening to this, people are going to be like, wait, what? Yeah. You and know? it might be a little weird, you know, when you step into this work, sometimes it's like, <laughs> Is that too woo-woo? Like the whole woo-woo, the woo-woo thing, woo-woo. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe. But maybe a little, but I promise. If you feel a little like, pull, like we've been saying, that pull is... It's real. Know, it's real the thing. chills down your spine. It's real. Mm. Yeah, right. So I want to read something that Ram Dass said in this podcast that I listened to. It's just a little segment about the pull, but it just says, Most of us are not feeling the pull. What happens is, the further you awaken, or sorry, the further you awaken, the more the pull to be free gets stronger and stronger. The more it gets stronger and stronger, the less relevant is all the stuff of the world. And I think that really, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of speaks to what we've been talking about. All the stuff in the world is like so hard and so dark, but it's like that pull to keep going and that pull to, that there's another side of everything you know there's a light side of things all of this negative stuff falls away right you become aware of the fact that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and the light at the end of the tunnel might be two weeks from now and it might be tomorrow or it might be a month from now but it's there right and you're gonna get there right just takes a minute Mm. sometimes it takes longer than you want it to take mine just took me two freaking weeks and it felt like forever i couldn't do anything right i could hardly get out of bed yeah but I'm here now, today. Mm -hmm. I'm at the end. Yep. Thank God. (laughs) I'm out of it. I'm out of it. Thank God. I'm alive. Uh, For real. Yeah, for Uh. real. Oh, I love that. So, with all the darkness and all the things we've been talking about, let's pull this into a little segment that we have that is called, What is your one sentence win? So, let's talk about our one sentence win for our last week. Mm. Something that we went through in the last week that, you know, we won. That we were proud of, or yeah, yeah, that we won, that we got through. I mean, I guess going through all the hard shit and getting through is one. That is one. My one sentence win, honestly, would be that I've spent real quality time with my two girls. Mm. Yesterday, I went into the day with the intention of knowing that they were my light for the day because I was feeling so dark and I put my phone away and I was like, I am going to spend quality time with them. Mm. And I did for like three full hours, Mm. real quality, laughing, fun, playful time. And it was just amazing. Yeah. I absolutely loved that. And I am so grateful that I did that for myself and for them. Right. Because those memories burn in your brain, mm. you know? Oh, yeah. There's nothing better than just being present with your child. But sometimes it is so hard. Like, it is. I get stuck in that sometimes. Or I'm like, there's so much I need to do around the house. Like, I start thinking about all the things that I need to do. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh. I just need to stop and just be present with Odin. Mm-hmm. You know, and crawl around on the floor with him and yep. play trucks. Like, that's his favorite thing to do. Yes. Mom, come play with me. When he says that, I'm like, it snaps me right out of whatever spin I'm in, you know? Yeah. 
I love that. Mental kids, spiral. Mm-hmm. Kids and animals are extremely present in right. the moment. And they don't even have any idea what's to come. And it's mm-hmm. just like, God, when you're with them, you can kind of step back into what we right. were as kids. No worries in the world. Mm-hmm. You're just there with your toys and this imaginative, imaginative world. World, yeah. What You can be whatever the fuck you want to be. You can be yeah. Pegasus if you want. <laughs> I was oh, Pegasus yeah. last night. Hell oh, yeah. Turned mermaid. <laughs> I was freaking mystical as shit. (laughs) I was mystical as shit. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they really do. Like, they're They're such a light. They are. What was your one sentence win, Sadie? No. I don't know. This is hard for me to think about. Is it? Yeah, because I feel like my whole last week was a blur. (laughs) Oh, you can't think straight, huh? No, I just... My last week was... I don't know. A blur for me. Honestly... I feel like my one sentence win was, so this isn't really one sentence, but (laughs) me and my ex have been trying to figure out, it's so hard to co-parent, like we have a two-year-old, his name is Odin, and co-parenting is the hardest thing that I've ever had to do, especially when you're trying to co-parent with someone that you divorced for a reason, Mm -hmm. and trying to then (laughs) communicate. Trying to then communicate and talk about how you should best raise your child is the hardest freaking thing. And, you know, for a really long time, I allowed myself, like I was talking about earlier, to get sucked in to his emotions and my ex's emotions. And, you know, when he's feeling frustrated, then I would get frustrated and we wouldn't get anywhere. But actually, yesterday, I guess this is my win. Yesterday, I was really able to, you know, we kind of got in a little argument and... He started getting upset about some things that I had brought up, and I was really able to not get pulled into that. Mm. And I was really able to view all of his emotions from a perspective, like, take a step back, you know, and watch it all happen. And, like, okay, he's just spiraling and feeling all of these ways because of something that he's internally going, you know, going through. And this isn't really me. Like, this is just a reflection of what's happening for with him. him. And I was able to just sit back and kind of watch it all happen and just respond really calm and cool and collected and, you know, just let it all happen. And that was really big for me. I was like, oh my gosh, I can do this, you know, because for so long I'd get sucked into it. Was the outcome so, better once you took yeah, that step? Yeah, you know, for the rest of the day he was still upset and pissed, especially because I was calm. Sometimes that makes it worse, yeah. you know. It's like seen as being... Well, when that's the way, or whatever. when that's the way that you guys have communicated yeah. for so long, it's foreign and it's right. scary for him. So right, so you know, which honestly, it kind of stopped the argument. Like he was able to like stop freaking out because I was just so calm, and so it kind of was left like that. And he was really upset. And then later that night, he sent me apology of how he was acting. And oh. It was like, oh my gosh, we're making progress. It's a win. It's yeah. a win. Literally, it's a one sentence win. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think on that note. Yeah, do you feel good? About I this feel episode? good about this episode. I hope you guys all love it and yeah. want to listen again and don't think me and Sadie are too woo woo. <laughs> right. Maybe you do. It's okay. <laughs> That's okay too. Just be open, okay? Because we have some good things to share through this podcast. Also, I just want to mention that we do have another co host. 
Her name is Jessie. She was really sick today, so she wasn't able to make it, but hopefully she will be here next episode, and you guys will get to meet her, and yeah, it will go really good. We're also, thanks to Anthony, our producer. Anthony, you want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to Anthony for being here and producing our podcast for us, and yeah, we love all of you guys out there, and love you, Elena. Love you, Anthony. Love you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, see you later. Bye.